Hello, hello, hello. Um, welcome to another episode of the Road Trip Podcast. Um, I know episodes have been a little inconsistent release-wise, but it's a work in progress. But by the time this one comes out, you know, maybe, maybe I'll have it fixed. Um, but anyway, the premise for this podcast, in case you haven't listened to any of the other ones, is that I uh, drive a lot, long distances, and you know, sometimes it's nice to voice your thoughts out loud. So I thought, why not have uh, other people listening to me? I guess. I don't know. That car has a whole bike on top of it. Uh, anyway, so basically you'll be hearing general car running, going over bridges, blinkers, that sorts of thing. Um, but that's that's what you get. You get to listen to my musings, and that's um, the price you pay, I guess. Um, so, pardon, I have a little bit of a cold. My nose is kind of runny, so we'll try and keep that to a minimum, but we'll see. Um, today's topic is the Disney parks. Now, I know, everybody's going to come at me and be like, Avery, you're a Disney adult. Okay, you're right, and? Like, what, I... Is that supposed to be, like, I, I am. I'm not gonna pretend I'm not. I'm a, I'm a Disney adult, and, but not in the way that I'm like, I need this limited edition merchandise or like, look at that hidden Mickey. I just think that the history behind how the parks, you know, started and got made and all that stuff is fascinating, and I love learning little tidbits about the rides. It's my favorite. So. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of discussing, um, I don't remember, okay, see, I went through my Disney parks, my really, really heavy Disney parks phase a few years ago, so actual historical facts and stuff, unless I found them very interesting, have since left me, so, um, any stories I have regarding, um, a ride or a park's founding is going to be a little hit or miss. And also there's a lot of like CEOs that are involved in a lot of the parks and I don't remember most of their names. So, you know, um, we'll see how, uh, how much I remember here. Um, the first question I always get when I say that I love the Disney parks is what's your favorite ride? This is a difficult question. See, because the a socially acceptable answer is going to be the Haunted Mansion. I do really like the Haunted Mansion. I love the spooky atmosphere. I love the music. I love the ride. You know, I love that the holding area is like a little elevator and some guy hangs himself. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't love that somebody hung. Anyway, it's just the look, you know, and then like half of it's like fun, goofy. And then you get to the part with Constance Hatchaway who killed all her husbands. And you're like, how did I get here? How did I get here? Um, fun fact, that ride, uh, originally was, I don't think it opened when Walt Disney was alive, but it was being developed while Walt Disney was alive, and originally it was supposed to be a, like, a walk-through oddities museum type thing, you know, it's so, like shrunken heads and that kind of, that kind of stuff, in, like, a walk-through, mu- like, ride exhibit, I don't know what you would call it, uh, attraction, there we go, it's- a little off topic, but I think that walkthrough attractions, while okay in concept, really don't lend themselves well to a busy place like a Disney park. Like Walt Disney World is one of the most visited places probably in the world, and I don't think that a walkthrough attraction is feasible, especially if it's like a really small one. Now, if it's like the aquarium in um, 
the the sea pavilion at Epcot, that's different because it's like a wide open space, so you can move around as you please. And that, I wouldn't even really call that a walkthrough attraction. But they don't have a lot of those. They used to have more um, when the park was founded, but they don't have as many anymore. Anyway, point is, the Haunted Mansion was supposed to be like a walkthrough attraction, and then they decided, you know what? I don't think we're gonna do that and so they built their Omnimover system and they made it through the whole house and they made it really cute and really fun um they actually the original reason that they made the stretching room um as like an elevator like that is because at Disneyland the Haunted Mansion the actual showroom is um like the warehouse show building that it's in is like on the opposite side of the train tracks and so they needed to get people down so that way they could um get across the train tracks without them knowing that they're getting across the train tracks if that makes any sense um so that's the original reason that that's there uh, but that's my favorite ride usually it's really fun i like it a lot a classic you know um i have never been to disneyland but i know that a lot of people don't really like that they have um, so they have a, like a Jack Skellington overlay for the Haunted Mansion that they put out for, um, Halloween and Christmas, like a Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, overlay. And I don't know why I said a Jack Skellington overlay. He's just, it's just Jack Skellington in there. Uh, no, but they have that in there. And I know a lot of people don't like that because like the Haunted Mansion is arguably already Halloween themed. So like, why would you swap it out for something else? during the Halloween season because then you're missing the actual Haunted Mansion for like half the year because that's you know or November no what's the month before October September September October yeah September through December it's not the Haunted Mansion and it's whatever they call the overlay I don't anyway I think they should probably not do that I can see maybe just for like the Christmas time but it's already a, a, like a, a Halloween themed ride so I don't I don't get it. Anyway, my other favorite ride is the People Mover. Um, the Tomorrowland People Mover. Uh, it has a fancy name, but I really don't care. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. It's a nice area to just kind of like relax and hang out and, um, you know, take a breather. There's not a lot to do in Tomorrowland and Disney World. Uh, the Disneyland does not have a People Mover. They messed it up. So I don't remember who it was. I'm going to blame Michael Eisner because I blame him for everything. Everything that's wrong. It, Michael Eisner did it, I'm sure. He was one of the Disney CEOs. He he wanted... The Disney parks have really good theming because they have people who are willing to spend the money on the theming and people who are really good at making the theming. But Michael Eisner didn't want to spend the money on the theming. So every everything that's wrong in that place, I blame it on him. It might not be him, but I'm going to blame him. Um... Anyway, the People Mover. The People Mover in Disneyland, um, which would have been probably the original People Mover, got, uh, they tried to make it a thrill ride for some reason. I think it was called like the Rocket Rods or something. And that's a really funny name, <laughs> the Rocket Rods. Somebody didn't test that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's the actual name, but I have a feeling that's it. Cause that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, point is it was basically like faster vehicles on the same people mover track like over the top of Tomorrowland because if you've never been to Disney World the people mover kind of is like on like like a like a pathway above like above the ground level it's just kind of like it go and then it goes through a lot of Tomorrowland 
um, including going inside the Space Mountain ride. Um, but the one in Disneyland, they put the rocket rods or whatever on there, um, which are just faster vehicles on the same track. They did not change the track, and then they messed up the freaking track, and nobody liked it anyway, so they took out the people mover and messed up the people mover track, and then for nothing, because it wasn't a good ride. It was a bad ride. Anyway... So, Disneyland doesn't have a people mover ride. They just have, like, the walkways for it, but there's nothing up there. Um, Brookings Culver's. Why do they have emojis on their poster? Ew. Anyway. Um, it's like, what was I talking about? The people mover. I like it. So, Disney Disney World has one. It's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty chill. Usually, the line is not super long to go on it because uh, nobody... Everybody who's at Disney World, especially if they're there for a vacation and they're not, like, regulars, which is not me, but I just like to be over anyway. Um, a lot of them are shooting for the big rides, right? Space Mountain, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Spl- Splash Mountain, which won't exist here pretty soon, but Splash Mountain. They're shooting for those, which has a, a lot longer wait time, so a lot of people don't want to waste the time to go to, on the people mover, even though the line usually isn't very long, but I would definitely recommend, and especially if you're um, the one at Disney World has some pretty cool views of, like, the side of Cinderella Castle that you wouldn't see otherwise, which I think is pretty dope. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, anytime anybody goes to Disney World and they've, like, never been there before, I'm like, go on the people mover. Do it. It's fun. It's chill. I love that ride. It's it's so great. And the great part is is that most of the time there's nobody on it. There's so few people on it that you can just ask the cast members to like let you keep riding it. Like when you're on it, you can just be like, "Hey, can I like go around for another for another for another turn?" And they'll usually just let you do it. Um now somebody I think there was like a youtuber that ruined that so now you can only ride like two times in a row or something because he was trying to see how many times he could ride around um and then disney got mad at him so now there's like a rule that you can only ride it like twice anyway i don't know i only ever ride it once uh, unfortunately one of my other favorite rides is the carousel of progress now the carousel of progress actually has a bit more history to it than um I forgot to talk about... Oh my gosh, guys. I'm an idiot. Okay. And with the people mover. I forgot to talk about this. So, uh, during one of the World's Fair... I don't remember which one. uh, One of the U.S. World Fairs. Walt Disney was asked to design a display for... That's a really, really yellow car. um, For Ford. And so he designed a track that the cars can, you know, just ride around on to display the cars and people can sit on them and be, sit in them and be like, whoa, look, I'm, I'm in a Ford, you know, um, to, you know, get a look at the car and stuff and see what it's like to sit in it while it's moving and do that sort of a thing. And so that, um, b- the basis for that would become the people mover. In that same vein, the Carousel of Progress, haha, I'm wrapping around to this, um, the Carousel of Progress was also a attraction built for the World's Fair. I believe it was built for General Electric, uh, because everybody decided, you know what, we're gonna call up Walt Disney and, uh, see, see if he'll make us some, some stuff. And you know what he did? So, General Electric funded the Carousel of Progress. So, if you ever, like, listen, I, 
I listen to the music from the rides sometimes. It's like my favorite thing to do is like play it and be like, oh my gosh, this is from Soren. Oh my gosh, this is from Fantasmic. Oh my gosh, this is from, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So if you ever listened to the soundtrack for that one, it, the song slaps, by the way, the like song that they put in that, it's written by the Sherman Brothers. We can get into them later, but um, the song, at the beginning of the song, they're like, welcome to the General Electric Carousel of Progress. Uh, it's not General Electric funded anymore because uh, they're not as big of a company as we have a company anymore, but that's who funded it originally. And it was on display at the World's Fair. Uh, the ride mechanism for the Carousel of Progress is very unique in that um, the show scenes wait, wait, wait wait, wait do the seats rotate or do the show scenes rotate? why would the seats rotate? maybe they do I don't remember oh god, well one of them rotate it's either the because it so the carousel of progress basically is like it's like the same family quote unquote through like times in history so there'd be like there's one in like the 1920s and one in like the 1950s and then one in like the 1980s and then one of them is like for like the future which is the one that they they have to update that show scene quite regularly because obviously the future is always changing um but what regardless either i in my head i'm thinking it makes more sense for the show scenes to rotate but i genuinely can't remember i don't know i can look it up but that's a lot of work so i'm not going to uh so yeah those that's that ride it's really i like the song it's another one that you can just kind of relax in it's in tomorrowland uh it's it's just a nice it's a nice little relaxer the music slaps the animatronics are kind of cool you know uh, it's a classic. It's a classic. Disneyland doesn't have it either. Um, that The Carousel of Progress that Walt Disney World has is the original Carousel of Progress. Disneyland had a version of it. And then they swapped that version for a ride called America Sings, where they used the same mechanism with like the rooms rotating, but it was like singing animals. They ended up, uh, somebody actually died on the America Sings ride. Somebody got squished like between the walls where they were spinning. That employee, she was doing something wrong. It was her fault, but I, ooh, ooh. Uh, they actually, when they closed America Sings, they put those same animatronics in Splash Mountain. Fun fact. Uh, anyway, so I like that ride of progress on the topic of tomorrowland and them having to change that show scene for the carousel of progress the main issue i have with tomorrowland as a whole section is that how can you make a section of the park about the future when the future is always changing you know what i'm saying because like there's one of two things you could do with it which is you could either do what they're doing right now, which is updating it every like 10 years when it gets completely out of date and atrocious, or you could do what I think they should probably do, which is do a spin on it where like, it's what like the fifties would think the future looks like, you know, where like, it's not actually, you know, probably something realistic, but it's what somebody from the past would have thought the future would look like. Cause then it could still have that you know, futuristic flair to it. Because the reason that there is a Tomorrowland is... Okay, I'm going to talk about Walt Disney a lot in this this little episode here. But he is a very problematic gentleman and um, does not deserve to be worshipped by any means. But he is a visionary for his time period. Um, 
uh, technology-wise, for sure, and he's incredibly creative, and, uh, you know, but he's also problematic, so just, I just want to acknowledge that now, but I forgot what I was talking about. What was it about? Oh, the Tomorrowland. Walt Disney, when he was building Disneyland at the, at the time, was very, uh, he had a he had a reason to build Tomorrowland. He wanted it to be a display for things that could come in the future. Things like aluminum foil and plastic wrap got displayed in Tomorrowland because when it was first opened, while they did have, you know, a couple of like attraction things in there, it was mostly like a, a, a company display area for things that they were developing. So for a while in Disneyland, they had like the futuristic home of tomorrow where it was just like, it was a little display of, you know, what they thought homes could look like in the future and stuff like that. And so I don't think they thought long-term about the consequences of making an area based on the future, especially when they got rid of that advertising, you know, display concept that they had um, opened it with. Uh, And so things like that are just... You can either do what they're doing now, like I said, which is, you know, updating it every, like, 10 years, or do like a one-time huge re-theme and make it so it looks like what maybe the 1950s thought the future was going to look like or or they could completely do away with the Tomorrowland name and theme which I don't think they'll do at all I really don't especially not in Disneyland and do what they did in like Disneyland Paris and um Disneyland what is it Disneyland Sea Disney Disney Sea I don't know the ones in Asia where, because I think there's like three over there. No, maybe there's two. There may just be two. Because there's one in Shanghai, and then there's one in J- Japan? No, there's not one in Japan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But there's just a couple over there. But I know for sure in Disneyland Paris, instead of having Tomorrowland, they made the what is essentially the Tomorrowland area based on um, Jules Verne's books, which are futuristic in a older frame of mind. Uh, so I think it's called like discovery land or something. And so like the, the space mountain is gold and like has a few more show scenes and the whole area is themed completely differently, but it, it functions the same and works the same as a Tomorrowland. but they have to, they don't have to retheme it every 10 years. They don't have to continue pouring money into that section of the park because it keeps changing because now it's not based on the future now it's just based on a older concept of what the future and science could be like a little bit more fantasy I guess would be would be the correct way to describe that um anyway that was my little rant about that one of my other favorite rides Splash Mountain now I like Splash Mountain because number one the songs kind of slap I'm so sorry. I know Song of the South is a really bad movie. Um, You can't even watch it anywhere unless you pirate it somewhere. Disney's not going to let you see it. They don't want you to see it. It's not a good movie. It's really, really bad. But the songs kind of slap. I'm sorry. They kind of slap. Um, And then I also obviously like the big, you know, the log flume rides with the drops and, you know, that whole rigmarole. I think they're really fun. I enjoy them a lot. I didn't the first time I went to Disney World when I was like eight. I was like, I hate this. I never want to ride on this ride ever again. I don't want to get on it and I don't want to touch it. But now looking back, that shit kind of slaps. It's kind of fun. 
Uh, <laughs> I should note, I've only been to Disney World twice. I say only, some people never go, and I should acknowledge my privilege in that regard, but I have been there twice. I'm not like a, like a once a year type person. I've been there twice in my whole life. I would go there every year if I could, but I don't have the money for that. Anyway, um, Splash Mountain. Hype. I love it. It's really good. Um, originally, my fun fact for this ride is... <laughs> so, when Splash Mountain was being developed and made, um, the movie Splash, starring Tom Hanks, had just come out. It was a really big success. It was really good. And so, that's the reason it's called Splash Mountain. And so, basically, I think it was Michael Eisner, actually. I know that I said I was going to keep blaming him for things, but I genuinely think it was Michael Eisner. He was like, well, you could, like, tie it in to Splash the movie and, like, make it have a tie-in so that way you know it, it builds more hype for the movie and more people want to get on the ride and the imaginators were like no why the f why would we do that what are you talking about so instead they decided to theme it on song of the south which makes even less sense but you know what it's fine um it's really great i love that ride it's so good i'm part of me is glad that they're re-theming it because like get song of the south out of there especially if you're not gonna let anybody have access to the movie anyway like remove it remove it from from the facility plus i love princess and the frog it's a really good movie um i think the music should be banging once again um i say um a lot i'm realizing that now <laughs> but i think that the princess and the frog re-theme will be good i'll be sad that it's that it's that it's closed for a little bit because i might be able to make it down to orlando this summer and go to a couple of the parks i don't think we'll have enough time to hit all of them but we'll be able to get to a couple of them and unfortunately it is going to be under construction doing the re-theme this summer but it's fine it's it's fine it's fine don't even worry about it <laughs> i realized right now that i have only talked about magic kingdom this whole time and we are 22 minutes into this maybe i'll just have to make separate episodes Actually, you know, I think I'll do that. I think I'll just focus on Magic Kingdom this time. And then I'll do separate ones for all the other parks because I love them all. They're all so good and so great and so awesome. Um, so, yeah. That's my thought on Sunsplash Mountain. Very good ride. Problematic, though. Kind of glad they're retheming it. Because it's going to be the exact same ride, but just Princess and the Frog instead of Song of the South, which I think is a good idea. Um, I don't mind it at all. They built that, uh, that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ride, and I got to go on that the second time that I went there when I was, like, 14. That was fun. It was good. It was a good ride. It's, 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 just, it's a pretty plain roller coaster, but it was fun. I mean, it always, it, gen it generally has the longest wait time in all of Magic Kingdom for some reason. I don't. I don't know exactly why that is, but it does have the longest wait time in Magic Kingdom. Granted, it has nothing close to a wait time for that one Avatar ride. Not the River Journey one, but the other one. That one has like a four hour wait time at all times. And I'm like, for what? For what? That ride's been open for like five years. What are we? Why are we trying to get on it? Anyway. It, uh, the Seven Dwarves one generally has like the longest wait time, and it's like like it's like maybe two hours usually, maybe a little bit less than that. I think when we went on it, we waited for like an hour, but we it was also the first ride that we did. We like booked it over there when the park opened. It was good though, good ride. It was fun. 
trying to think what other rides I like. What happened I talked about? Oh my god, I'm an idiot. You know what we haven't talked about? Freaking Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean? How do you say it? I don't think I've ever actually learned how the frick you say that. Like, I don't... Caribbean? Caribbean. What? How do you say it? I don't know. Caribbean sounds right, but it also sounds like I'm, like, Americanifying it. Is it Caribbean? I don't know. I'm gonna say Caribbean for the... Maybe I'll just flip back and forth. I was gonna say I'll just pick one, but I think maybe I'll just... I'll just say what's that. I'll just say what my brain says. We'll just, we'll just rock with that. Pirates of the Caribbean. Walt Disney was also alive while it was being developed, but did not see the opening of either versions of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, he was really into pirates. He was really into a lot of things, especially trains. Oh my god, Walt Disney loved trains. That's like the whole reason he's founded Disney World. Not Disney World, Disneyland, because he wanted to make a whole park about trains. And his development team were like, no, you can't just put trains in it. You gotta put something else in it. And so he did. He, he made a whole amusement park. But he really, really liked trains. Good for him. Anyway, what was I talking about? Ah, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyway, so that ride. Good ride. Good ride. I really like it. My favorite thing is that people always talk about the smell of the Pirates of the Caribbean water. Now, really, that's the smell of every water ride that you're going to get on uh, at Disneyland, Disney World. All of them. But you just really notice in Pirates because it's, like, underground and there's nothing to, like, let the air out. You just, it's really strong in there. And it's good. Um, it's bromine is what they put in the water. They don't put chlorine in it because, number one, it's going to smell like a pool. Instead of, hey, that smells like Pirates of the Caribbean. You'd be like, wow, it smells like a pool in here. Um, and then bromine dyes the water brown so they don't have to pump dye into the water as well because you don't want clear water in your water ride because the water is only actually like two feet deep and people are going to see all the mechanisms which kind of ruins the magic so the water is brown um but it's it's fun fact this one's actually this one isn't a fun fact this one's a rumor 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 is that in the disneyland version of pirates of the caribbean all of the skulls on the ride were at opening real skulls. Rumor has it that Walt Disney went and got real skulls for all of the ones on the ride. And first off, that's insane. That's crazy. Why would you do that? But also, pop off king. Um, and rumor has it, again, rumor, they've replaced all of the skulls with fake ones now, except for if you ever ride the ride, there is one of the show scenes has a uh, a skeleton in like a bed. And on the headboard of the bed, there's a skull. Now this skull looks super different than all of the other skulls in the ride. It's a little bit bigger. It looks like it's, you know, deteriorated a little bit more. And rumor has it that that one is still real. And all of the rest of them have since been replaced, but that one is still real. So if you ever go only on the Disneyland one, this is not applied to the... Um, Disney World Pirates of the Caribbean. If you go onto the Disneyland one, supposedly that is a real human skull. Additionally, additional rumor, and um, not, not even a rumor. That one's not a rumor. This next piece of information is a fact. Uh, so when, why is my car making that sound? When Walt Disney World opened, I think it's the semi. When Walt Disney World opened, it did not have a Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Now, people were really mad about this uh, and disappointed because it had just opened at Disneyland and people really liked it. It was an insta-classic. Insta um, 
instantly people people really liked that one and so uh, when Walt Disney World opened without a Pirates of the Caribbean people were well, sad and not happy about it and so uh, the Imagineers quick whipped up another Pirates of the Caribbean, but since it had to be built in such a rush and they weren't planning on, you know, putting that ride in there, uh, it is missing quite a few of the show scenes that are in the original, uh, Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean. So if you go on the one at Disneyland, it is quite a bit longer than the one at Disney World, just because they had to build in such a rush. Um, so yeah, that's a fun piece of information. We were talking about, I was talking about boats earlier and it made me remember um, the Jungle Cruise. I love the Jungle Cruise. That ride is so much fun. Originally, Walt Disney wanted to put real animals on that ride. And then he was like, wait, you mean they're not going to be exactly where I need them to be all the time? Hmm. Put fake ones in. And so he did. Uh, that one also has a little bit of problematic stuff in it. Pretty much, pretty much anything Walt Disney did is like a little problematic. Except for his love of trains that's not but everything he did is like a little bit like eh, should we have been doing that i don't know but anyway that, i love that ride if i worked at disney i would want to work either on the haunted mansion but like inside the building because otherwise i'd be really hot because those costumes are hot and or or on the jungle cruise because the skippers on the ride are so funny and it's exactly my type of humor i think i can pull it off really good i think i really could because basically the Jungle Cruise, I feel like I stopped explaining what these rides are. I'm just, like, assuming whoever's listening to this knows, like, has been on them. Um, the Jungle Cruise is essentially a, um... I'm, I'm, every word I've ever had is blinking. It's like a, it's a quote-unquote safari ride, and then there's somebody... So you get in, like, a boat with a bunch of people. By a bunch, I mean max, like, 20 probably less than that probably like 15 um you get in a boat and then there's like a skipper who is at the head of the boat who drives it around they're not actually driving it it's not a track but they spin the wheel like they're driving it and then through the ride they tell scripted scripted little jokes now each skipper has a little bit of a different delivery for their jokes so i mean every ride that you're gonna have on that on the jungle cruise is a little bit different joke wise but um they they go ahead and they give they give the jokes while you're riding it's it's really it's really entertaining it's really good i like it a lot it's a lot of fun makes me makes me giggle <laughs> um they also made the jump cruise into a movie the movie's mid there's a couple references to the ride that i do enjoy but for the most part it's it's fine i don't really like dwayne the rock johnson he kind of bothers me maybe that's why i don't like that movie I don't know. Whatever. They also made a Haunted Mansion movie. That is not a good movie. Do not recommend. Do not watch it. Unless you're watching the Muppets one. Any Muppets movie is good. But not the one with Eddie Murray in it. Eddie Murray? Eddie Murphy? Who the fuck is Eddie Murray? That's not a real person. Eddie Murphy. Don't watch that one. It's bad. Um, Not about a ride. Because I don't have any rides coming to my mind. And I think I'm going to wrap this up soon. But, not a ride, but if you are in Disney World, and you are in the, like, I don't know the actual name of the section of the park, 
I really don't. But in like the colonial area, I don't know. Like if, if you walk past the Haunted Mansion and you keep walking down that sidewalk, there's like the lake on your right and on your left there are all those old buildings. Like you're walking down to like the Country Bear Jamboree or something. There in the middle of the sidewalk is some brown, some brown concrete um, next to the regular concrete. And my fun fact for you guys to tell all of your family members and friends is that that brown section in the middle is meant to uh, replicate when in colonial times they did not have indoor plumbing. And so they would toss their shit out the window and when it would rain, it would just run down the middle of the street. And so that's what that is. So if you're curious, why is this sidewalk, uh, why is this brown? That's why. Fun fact. Haha. <laughs> Actually, another thing, very quickly, I keep saying that like one more thing and then I keep going. I have so many, I have so much information. Maybe I'll make another episode about the Magic Kingdom. I don't know. Uh, generally, anywhere, any park, if you look at the concrete on the ground, the sidewalk, a lot of the times you'll see stuff um, like in it that is meant to replicate the feeling of the area. So if you're in Disney World and you go back to. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's called. It's like the circus area back in that far corner um, where like the Barnstormer and the Dumbo Flying Elephants is. Back there, if you've ever been there. Over there. And like, there's like a carnival section, basically. It's like a circus. If you look at the concrete, there's like animal prints and like peanuts and that sort of thing. Like the shapes of them pushed into the concrete. So that way you're like, oh, look, it's like I'm at an actual circus. And then, oh my gosh, I love that the gift shop there is, like, in a tent. I think that's so fun. It's not in, like, an actual tent, but the outside looks like it's a tent. I think it's really cool. Anyway, um, I think I'm going to stop there. I That's not a very good thing to stop on, but I think it's interesting enough that um, you'll just have to make do with it. So, I really appreciate you appreciate you listening all the way through this. Uh, <laughs> I kind of tend to ramble, but that is the whole point of this. So... Thank you for listening. I hope you have a splendid day and I will catch you on the flip side.